You're listening to the Live Free Now podcast, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Find us online at livefreenow.show. And now your host, John Bush. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Live Free Now show, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. I am John Bush, your host today, and I have a really important topic to present for you. In fact, it is a foundational topic when it comes to success, when it comes to freedom, when it comes to living the good life. Uh, And that topic is overcoming your limiting beliefs. That's right, overcoming your limiting beliefs. Because at the end of the day, I strongly believe that we oftentimes are our own worst enemy. And the biggest obstacle for our success tends to be ourselves. And I mean, there's all sorts of external factors in the world. There's all sorts of issues. There's all sorts of things that could really hinder someone, but what I believe to be the difference between success and failure is someone's mindset and what's taking place inside, inside their heart, inside their minds, inside their bodies. So today I want to spend some time with you breaking down, understanding, recognizing some of these limiting beliefs and providing some tools and some strategies that you can utilize in order to overcome these obstacles and thus clear the way forward towards a exit and build strategy. I wanna help you to create an environment externally and internally that will enable you to achieve your goals, find happiness, peace, freedom. And that's what we're going to do today, right? And you know, when I say external environment and internal environment, oftentimes our external environment is a direct reflection of our internal environment. Or the external environment leads to the internal environment and vice versa, the internal leads to the external. Perfect example is a messy room or a messy office desk you got clutter all over town, it's going to be difficult to focus, there's gonna be things pulling you there, pulling you there, distractions here and there. And there's this symbiotic relationship, you got distractions, you got chaos, you got clutter in your mind, it's gonna manifest itself externally, just the same, you got chaos, clutter externally, it's going to make it more likely that you have chaos and clutter internally. So we're going to be breaking some of this stuff down. I want to thank everybody that's tuned in watching on YouTube. Shout out to the folks watching on Facebook, on the Freedom Cells page, on my personal Facebook page, Live Free Academy, Live Free Now, and especially shout out the folks that are watching on Odyssey. Odyssey is a decentralized blockchain-based platform that is uncensorable, and we're super excited to see our biggest audience is coming at us on that platform we're also streaming to Rothkin, so I'm hoping we were able to launch that. My good friend Derek Bros with the Conscious Resistance Network, he has a channel there 
Uh, and here it is right here. It looks like we are streaming there to Rofkin. Super cool for that. I wonder how many people are watching there. Great. We're blasting out all over the place, and we're super excited that you're going to be joining us. I'm going to share a little bit about the Exit and Build Land Summit here coming up. It's coming up May 13th to the 15th. I very, I very strongly encourage you to check it out. We're going to talk about limiting beliefs today in the context of exit and build strategy. What is exit and build strategy? It's essentially this. Exiting those systems, institutions, environments, situations that we find to be unethical, that are not in alignment with our values, and frankly, that we have no use for. Exiting those systems and building the alternatives. Exiting the centralized, building the decentralized. Exiting the coercive, building the voluntary. Exiting the corrupt and secret and building the transparent and incorruptible. That's difficult actually to build something that's incorruptible, to be honest, but we're gonna do our best in order to do such that. Uh, this is actually a phrase, this whole excellent and build thing. Uh, Derek Bros came up with it, my good friend. He'll be presenting at the excellent and build land summit. Check out excellentandbuildlandsummit.com, excellentandbuildlandsummit.com. He has a book called How to Opt Out of the Technocratic State. And in this book, he shared a strategy of excellent and build. He was specifically speaking in the context of exiting your geographic area and building elsewhere. And he posited that you have a choice, three choices. One of them is to do nothing, apathy. He said, apathy is death. That's where you just give up. You're just completely overwhelmed. You're like, you know what, screw it. I got nothing going for me, I give up. I'm not going to try to improve my life. I'm not gonna be an activist to improve the lives of others. The other is to hunker down. I like where I'm at. I have family where I'm at. I have opportunity where I'm at. I'm going to try to build here, build community, build freedom, build a good life here. And then finally, you exit where you're at and you build. Now, this idea really resonated with me. And to be honest, at first, I heard Derek talking about it. And we're very, him and I just inspire the heck out of each other. And, you know, I thought, is that really, did Derek come up with that? Where did that phrase come from? So I tried to look it up. It was actually Derek that, that created the phrase, which is pretty cool. But he originally was talking about a physical geographic location. And I resonated with me. So I was like, okay, how about we exit and build in all these different areas? So it's not just exit where you live and build elsewhere or exit the cities and build in the country, as is what we're communicating with the Exit and Build Land Summit, but exit the big banks and build cryptocurrency networks or build wealth with uh, counter economic exchanges and precious metals and food production systems, right? Exit the government schools and build homeschool cooperatives. Exit your dependence on the pharmaceutical industrial complex and start to build uh, for yourself a nice apothecary or some herbs and natural remedies, right? Exit and build these all these different areas. And one of the things that went, led me to do this live stream today is a post I made in the Telegram Greater Reset Activation Channel. If you're not familiar with the Greater Reset, it was an incredible conference summit type thing we put together. We're already coming up on our fourth edition of the Greater Reset. We're trying to counter what's taking place with the Great Reset, this effort to reshape civilization, to centralize power and authority, to usher in a fourth industrial revolution that would merge biology and technology, smart cities, control grid, surveillance, social credit scores, vaccine passports, blah, 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 blah. 
you see me and the crew that I roll with, we're empowered people. And it's something we're going to talk about this victimhood versus empowerment mentality because it makes a world of difference. We see this whole great reset thing coming down the pike and we're like, that's pretty terrible. We certainly don't want to live in that world, nor do we want our children and future generations to inherit that world. So rather than being victims and just taking it, we are going to counter that effort with a greater reset. We are not satisfied with the status quo. We do not want to go down the road that these clowns are taking us, that they want us to go. So we are going to build a better world. We're going to exit that system and build another one. It's just an example. I see, it almost seems more often than not, this is what I see when we present a problem or we present a solution. And the first response in people's minds is an objection or a limiting belief as to why it can't happen for them. And then they stop. It's okay to have reasons. It's only natural to have obstacles, barriers, reasons why something may not work. But what the empowered person does is they seek a solution. They seek a way around the obstacle that is in between them and their future and them and their highest self. Okay. That's what the Greater Reset is all about. I posted in this Greater Reset activation channel, which has like over 33,000 people following, which is pretty cool, 31,640 subscribers. I said, let's have a conversation. What are some of the obstacles you face in your exit and build journey? When I say exit and build journey, I mean exiting the cities and buying land in the country, exiting a corporate job and working with freedom people or starting your own business, cutting your use of pharmaceuticals and going all natural, pulling kids out of government schools and homeschooling, leaving big tech and using alternatives, etc. What is holding you back? What has been a challenge? How much of the challenge is internal? And what are things that are beyond your control? Let's get some solid conversations going and let's at least outpace the bots. I posted this in part because we're having a bot struggle with all these bots going on the Telegram channel and jamming things up. Um, and it had 125 comments which is a lot of people, 125 comments engaging. And about 99% of those comments were obstacles. And many of those obstacles I came to find out were rooted in an internal obstacle, a self-imposed obstacle. And so I wanted to break all that down. I took note of some of the most common themes. We're going to break all that down here for you. Uh, today. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I also want to encourage folks, I am monitoring the comments here on Odyssey. I am monitoring the comments on YouTube. Uh, shout out to Anarcho Rica, Story Weavers Club, uh, Jama Lava, Jama Lava, uh, Ek262166. Shout out Serene, Aiden, Wendy, Vanessa, just me, everyone that's tuning in. And again, shout out to the Rofkin audience. We haven't been streaming too often to the Rofkin audience. So I'm going to be monitoring the chat there as well. I invite you to share with me and to share with the rest of the audience what some of those obstacles you may have to the pursuit of freedom, to exit and build strategy, to buying land, building community in the country. What are some of those obstacles? And I want to lay some of those obstacles out for you right now and dissect them because I myself have struggled with internal obstacles and with limiting beliefs. What do I mean by limiting beliefs? Let's, let's break that down. I'm going to share some of the problems that I've had. So a limiting belief is a self-imposed 
belief or mindset that you have that limits your ability to do great things. It limits your ability to succeed in your goals. Okay. There's a wide variety of these and they come in all shapes and sizes. More often than not, what I see in this community is limiting beliefs surrounding money, limiting beliefs surrounding money. Look, Dan Cook says, I noticed my limiting beliefs were rooted in my self-worth. That's a great observation, most definitely, Dan. Oftentimes when we feel down about ourselves, when we feel small, when we feel weak, when we feel inadequate, that manifests itself in limiting beliefs. And those limiting beliefs then make it difficult, difficult for us to achieve greatness or to live our, our best lives. But when you can rework, when you can find that confidence, it enables you to shatter through those limiting beliefs. So a lot of folks raise limiting beliefs surrounding money. Okay, in this in particular circumstance with the Exxon Build Land Summit, again, it's exxonbuildlandsummit.com. You can watch for free online. We try to give options to the folks that may be struggling with money. You could also join us in person, May 13th to the 15th at Bastrop Convention Center, or you can purchase a virtual immersion pass where you can watch day three, all the in-depth workshops we're gonna be doing. One of them will be on money and entrepreneurship with myself, Jack Spierko, and Nicole Sauce. Get access to the replays, get some incredible bonuses like the Excellent Build Life Design Workshop, 13 hours of hard-hitting content, a two-day workshop where we broke down different ways that you can exit and build in your own personal life. You could build a life of your dreams, a life of fulfillment and abundance. And as we talk about this exit and build concept and we actively, openly, strongly encourage people to acquire land, one of the first things that comes up very often is how could I buy land I couldn't possibly afford it. I am living paycheck to paycheck. I can hardly afford rent. I have no idea how to start a business. I am in debt, right? Before I get into that, just one fundamental thing that I wanna leave for everyone, that I wanna impart upon everyone. And it's this, let us Every time a problem arises, let's flip the problem on its head to its opposite side, which is a solution, right? You got positive, negative, happy, sad, up, down, left, right, freedom, tyranny, freedom, slavery. We got problem, solution, problem, solution. And the challenge that a lot of people face and what a lot of people do is an objection arises, they have a problem, but they stop there. Okay, so in the example we're talking about, they're like, hey, I wanna buy land. I don't have any money though. I couldn't afford the down payment. And then that's it, stop. And they just, that's it. They just resign to not having land because they don't have the money. I wanna encourage people when you run into an obstacle, I can't buy land because I don't have money, okay. How can I get me some money? Gotta ask yourself. Don't say, I can't. Say, how can I? Can't, you just stop. I can't, done, give up, fail. Right, because failure, you don't actually fail until you stop trying. Straight up, that's the truth. And so don't say you can't, ask yourself, how can I? 
what does it cost these days to put a down payment on a property? Okay, the property is $300,000. I need 5% to 10% down, usually 5% if you have decent credit. That's another thing. I can't buy land. I don't have good credit. Okay, what do you need to do in order to improve your credit score? Because I tell you what, my credit score was total garbage. And now I'm all cranked up watching my little thing with Experian. Ding, 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 ding. Your credit score increased. Your credit score increased eight points. I'm all excited like I'm adulting pretty damn well. And it's great. Took a lot of time, persistence, and effort. There was a time when I was completely broke. I'm going to share that story, actually. So, But what I want to share, what I wanted to bring up was when a problem arises in your mind, don't let it stop at the problem, and then you just give up, and that's it. You try to figure out ways around that problem. Try to figure out solutions to that problem. Try to overcome that problem through creativity. A foundational piece of all of this is understanding and believing in yourself. Believing in yourself. No matter how bad it's been in the past, no matter how weak or insecure you feel, you got to believe in yourself. It makes a world of difference. I'm telling you what. Start identifying little small victories. Focus on the skills that you have. Focus on the greatness inside of you. Focus on the smiles that you bring in people around you. Be grateful for what you have and what you can do. And then start letting that be little mini victories that build momentum, that build up the confidence, that help you to believe in yourself. It really makes a world of difference. So when it comes to the money, my fiance and I just recently purchased a 10 acre homestead about 40 minutes east of Austin in the neighboring county. It's a beautiful piece of land. It has a creek running through it. It has a 1,400 square foot house with a neighboring 600 or 500 square foot guest house. Uh, Dan Cook says, don't say I can't, say how can I? Yes, Brian Tracy. There's all sorts of folks. A lot of people have iterated it differently, but thank you so much for, for the Brian Tracy. He's a classic sales guru. I've gotten a lot of my uh, success philosophy and self-development and just this sense of empowerment and self-confidence and believing in myself. It all comes from just diving deep on different quote-unquote gurus on different, uh, a lot of it has to do with entrepreneurship and sales success. Big fan of Grant Cardone. Brian Tracy's a total badass. This guy, Jay Ab Abraham, is a total badass. Big fan of Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Read these folks. Take this stuff to heart. But I got to tell you, it takes a lot more than just reading things because there was a while in my life where I just devoured Buddhist literature and pounded on it and pounded on it. It's like, oh, yes, mindfulness and learned about peaceful parenting, nonviolent communication. But in the moment, boy, I tell you what, you try to call, recall those phrases and sayings and all these little Buddhist iterations and musings. And it's very difficult when you're losing your temper and stuff like that. That's why mindfulness has a big piece. It's a big piece of this puzzle. I want to share more about that with you. But I purchased a 10-acre homestead with my fiance. We have a loan with a bank, a local bank. And in order to clear the way for that purchase, we put a $50,000 down payment down on the property. A big chunk, more than we had to. We wanted to show the banks that we meant business and we wanted to reduce our monthly mortgage payment. But I tell you what, I didn't have my half of that down payment until literally about a month before we put the offer in on the house. And you know what? Before that, 
My business was slowly starting to pick up pace, slowly picking up. I have two businesses. We just started two more. Two of them are operational. And before we decided we were going to purchase this land, we made a decision. We were certain we are going to purchase a homestead. We are going to build an intentional community. That's another tip for you, folks. If you're, if you're watching at home, write this stuff down, right? Because I'm trying to drop some nuggets of wisdom. When you write things down, it makes it all the more real. One of the other tips with certainty, I learned this from the great Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins was my first big guru guy, and it, he definitely had a major impact on me. I saw him in person um, last year. It was really incredible. He came out, and for the first 15 minutes that he started uh, that he started his spiel, he was railing against the vaccine and the masks and stuff. It was incredible. Just me says, hi, John. I was fired for refusing the vax. How do I exit and build when I'm broken, unemployed? Any tips? Yes, listen to the whole thing. We're going to be breaking tips down the entire time. I'm going to be dropping these nuggets on you. Thank you so much for tuning in. This message is for you. Certainty, certainty, certainty. In my mind, it was 100% certain that we were going to be successful in our pursuit of purchasing this property because we decided that it was going to happen. And when you make that decision and you have that certainty in your mind, you find that things just start lining up for you. Big firm believer in the law of attraction. Huge believer that uh, where our attention goes, energy flows. So our attention was full force. We we're buying this homestead. We we're going to buy a homestead and everything was just all full steam ahead and we were able to pull it off. But like I said, it wasn't but a few months before we put the offer in that I even had my portion of the down payment. Before that, as my business started to pick up steam, started to grow slowly, but surely I was going through a divorce. I was going through a, a trial, going through a legal divorce. It was very difficult. In fact, it was probably the most difficult chapter in my life. And it was extremely hard on my children as well. And guess what? All the extra money that I was making that could have gone to the attorney, sorry, to the down payment was going to my attorney. He's a great guy. God bless his soul, but he's pretty pricey. Actually, I got a great rate with the attorney. It's another mindset thing. It's like, oh, that's so expensive. I can't believe I had to pay X dollars an hour, blah, blah, blah. Instead, I was like, I had, had done this reprogramming of myself. And instead, I was grateful that I get to contribute to this incredible human being who not only was an amazing lawyer, but he's also a good person who genuinely cared about me and my family. Right. And he was able to float me a little bit, too. So I would make payments towards him. That was pretty generous to the guy as well. It's all about mindset again. But before that, before separation and divorce, I was living in total struggle town. Well, let me tell you my journey with entrepreneurship because there's a lot of people in our community that would prefer to run their own business. They would prefer to be an entrepreneur. There's a lot of folks like our good friend, Just Me, that lost their job because they refused to engage in a medical procedure, take a experimental injection, and they lost their job. And you know, one of the challenges with working for someone else, especially for a random corporation, not somebody that's like-minded, is that you put yourself at a great risk because you can be removed from your job, right? And so a lot of people are like, entrepreneurship, I can't do it. I tried, I had an idea, didn't pick up, didn't take off. Just want to share. I've been self-employed since 2009. That was 13 years. And for a significant portion of that 13 years, I was completely broke. Started off the last job that I had, I was working part-time as a credit union teller in the drive-thru. It wasn't enjoyable. It wasn't the coolest job that I had, but it paid the bills. 
And then uh, my ex-wife and I got together and we toured around the country. We're basically living off of her 401k. We visited activist communities, teaching them about the police state, about the surveillance state, about Big Brothers back in 2009, 2010, about the fusion center system, these law enforcement systems that merge local, state, federal police, brings together the city police or the university police with the FBI and the Joint Terrorism Task Force. And we spent through the 401k and she got pregnant. We got pregnant. And at the time I was living in a friend's bedroom. I was renting a bedroom for a friend. And my ex was living in this small trailer on someone's property out in Dripping Springs out in the country, just east of Austin, west of Austin. And we managed to get her this small apartment. It was very run down. She was pregnant. It was a struggle. We were both broke and poor. There were roaches all over the kitchen and small little bugs. It was not a pleasant situation. But you know what? I was working, I was hustling, I was trying all these different endeavors. And we managed to link up with a young man that had just received a big inheritance from one of his family members. And he invested in a nonprofit that we had started. We started a 501c3 called the Center for Natural Living. It's still around to this day. And we did some cool video content and did some cool work and we got a homestead. So we upgraded, we moved out of my friend's room. We moved out of the crappy little apartment that was infested with bugs. And we got a two and a half acre homestead. We had an amazing garden. We had these Hugel culture beds. We had Sunday community garden days. We had over a hundred chickens at one point. Things were great. We had another kid. Both of our children were home birthed. Life was good. My salary was paid for the nonprofit. We could make rent easily. Things were smooth. But as time went on, our relationship got strained for one reason or another. Money got tight. Nonprofit money ran out. We weren't able to secure enough donations to keep things going. We ended up losing the homestead. We were paying rent month to month. Not a good idea if you're building a farm or a community garden or having trying to lay some roots down. We tried to purchase the home actually, but I wasn't able to get a loan because my income was so low and I had such a low income that I showed and wrote so much stuff off, I wasn't able to get a home loan. We ended up losing the property, we lost the space. There were some repairs we needed to make on the place. We were kind of pounding. There was a little bit of negative communication towards the landlord and it did not work out. We got the boot. This led to a major downward spiral in my life. It laid, led to a significant fracturing between the relationship myself and my uh, the mother of my children. We moved into an apartment in a neighboring city. And from there on, I hustled my butt off trying this endeavor or that, trying to live on advertising money from a radio news service, uh, doing sponsorships for a podcast, running a cryptocurrency mine for some time, but none of it was working for me. In fact, at this point in my life, the electricity was getting shut off on my family. It was very difficult to keep the pantry stocked adequately. My kids never starved, but there were very little choices for them. And frankly, they got tired of all sorts of crap that they were just eating the same thing over and over. And we fell a couple months behind rent. It was also around this time that we decided we would try to buy this existing bookstore. It's underground freedom conspiracy bookstore that sold health products. And we gave it our best for a couple of years. It was, an, it was a big struggle. It was very difficult. It was 50, 60 hour weeks. All this time I was hustling my butt off working and never giving up. But the entire time 
I wasn't able to lift myself out of the poorhouse because my mind was coming from a place of fear and scarcity and my hustle and my drive was not motivated by a better tomorrow or living up to a better vision of myself or creating a life for myself and my family that's worth living. My motivation and drive for the 50 and 60 hour work weeks was motivated by fear and scarcity and an effort not to get the electricity turned off and an effort not to get kicked out of our apartment. And that was the energy that I was operating from, fear, lack, scarcity. And it was around this time that we fell two months behind on rent, fell two months behind on rent in our apartment, and we fell behind on rent in the little bookstore that we were running. Sure enough, we lose the bookstore. We lose our apartment. We got the boot from our apartment. So it was rough. Thankfully, the landlord didn't evict us. He, we were, we, you know, we weren't like trying to hide the fact that we were behind on rent. We were close with the guy. We we're like, look, we just can't do rent. I'm hoping that you'll let us out of this lease without an eviction. We'll clear the place out fine. You know, it was difficult. It was a challenging time. Thankfully, we had some friends that gifted us a converted school bus. I say thankfully, it was a struggle and the school bus was in very bad shape. We flew up to New Hampshire, inherited this old school bus that had been sitting for a year. It was rusted, there were holes in the walls. And we drove it all the way down from New Hampshire back to Texas. And that's where me and my children and my ex-wife lived for like two or three years. We bounced around from crappy RV park to crappy RV park. One of them was so bad, there were like meth addicts there. And there was like a fight one night and somebody spilt blood all over outside of the group bathroom. It was rough, man. And I tell you this just to make a point that I myself struggled with poverty, struggled with not being able to pay the bills, struggled with the electricity getting turned off. This was just about six years ago. But because I persisted, because I never gave up, because I never accepted failure as an option, and because I shifted the way I think about my financial life, away from a focus on lack, scarcity, away from operating out of a space of fear, I flipped the script and started visioning what life could be like for me and my family. I had dealt with the poverty. I had dealt with the poorhouse. I had dealt with the fear of the electricity getting shut off. And I wasn't going to have that anymore for my family. So I made a commitment to myself that as the father of my family, I'm not going to allow this for my kids ever again. They will never live this type of life as long as I could control it. And I started focusing on like, okay, well, what kind of life could I live? What kind of abundance could I have? What type of business could I create? What type of future could I have for myself, for my family and for my community? And instead of being pushed away and focusing so much on the negative aspects that I was trying to get away from, I allowed myself to be pulled towards a better vision for myself, pulled towards a better life for me and my family, and pulled towards a better future for my community. And it was that mindset shift along with truly beginning to believe in myself and along with the absence of a whole lot of tension and stress and negativity that was present between two people 
that had friction and that didn't resonate harmoniously with one another. Absent that situation, I was able to fly. And all through it, again, a lot of people say they tried the entrepreneurship. Maybe the people haven't even tried the entrepreneurship thing. They just think they're not cut out for it or they don't know where to start. I tried it for 13 years straight and I never gave up and I persisted. And I'm super excited to share that at this point in my life, I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life. I'm making more money in a matter of months than I would make in a year making more money in a year than I made in the previous several years. And I'm able to do things that I've never been able to do. I'm able to provide for my kids. I'm able to take them to amazing birthdays where we rent out a suite and their friends come and I pay for all the water park and amazing dinners and everybody gets a chocolate shake and stuff. And it feels great. It feels incredible. But I want to share with you, it wasn't without hard work. It wasn't without struggle. And it wasn't without believing in myself and having confidence in myself. And I strongly believe that it's the foundational element of a healthy mindset that makes all the difference. So if the folks that are stopping with the obstacle rather than pushing through it, rather than getting creative, rather than doubling down, rather than taking massive action, I want to speak to you and share with you that you too can experience financial abundance, that you too can attract money, wealth into your life so as to clear the way for you to exit and build. So to clear the way to exit and build. All right. Now, let me, let me just break it down. Let's talk about money a little bit. Then I'm going to share a little bit more of these core limits and barriers that I recognize, some of the patterns. Okay. Somebody saying, Jenny77 says, it would be awesome if you could put together an entrepreneurship and mindset course geared towards our community, John. I'm studying with someone, but it's all geared to mainstream social media websites like ClickFunnels and doesn't get into some of these unique issues and goals you're talking about. Well, I got news for you, Jenny777. It's in the cards and I'm aiming to actually put together a workshop, an entrepreneurial workshop uh, that I'll do perhaps in quarter four of this year, quarter four of 2022. It'll be about mindset, marketing, entrepreneurship, starting a business, taking control of your financial life, taking some of those profits from your business and shoveling them into investments that can help you to find true wealth and abundance in your life. I'm likely going to charge less than I normally do for the workshops that I do on cryptocurrency or this, that, and the other, because I want it to make accessible for as many people as possible. Maybe we'll even do some sort of scholarship fund as well to help people get that because I see it. I see it. And to be honest with you, just to be honest, I get kind of irritated and frustrated when I hear so many obstacles and limiting beliefs surrounding money because I think it's because I just work my ass off and I'm just in constant hustle mode. And because of a firm understanding of entrepreneurship and marketing and providing value for your clients, it just clicks for me and I'm able to attract immense wealth into my life. And I feel irritated and frustrated because I know every person that's complaining about their financial life is capable of just the same. I wanted to share that detailed story with you to point out that I was in those circumstances too. I was struggling as well. And at the place where I was at, where we're like putting our hat in hand and having a difficult conversation as the father of my family, 
You know how degrading that is when you can't provide for your kids and you and your ex-wife are just constantly fighting about money? It sucks. I was there. I experienced that. But instead of giving up, instead of succumbing to the misery and accepting that that's just how my life is, I made a decision to change. And it wasn't just a decision because the mindset is just the foundational piece. The mindset is where you start. The mindset is a necessary element to success. But after you figure out the mindset component, you got to come up with a strategy. You got to come up with a winning strategy, how you're going to get from here to there. And you got to find the other human beings that are in alignment with your vision and your goals. You got to pull people in. You got to ask for help. You got to lean on your community. You got to build a team if you're an entrepreneur. And finally, you got to take massive action, massive action in order to fulfill your dreams and accomplish your goals. And God, I have a feeling that the folks that are constantly complaining about money aren't taking massive action. A lot of times they've given up. So don't give up. Don't give up. All right. Let me just drop down a couple things real quick about business because anyone can start a business. Anyone can become an entrepreneur. I'm going to surf on my YouTube channel and drop a video here in the chat. I want to thank everybody. I see your comments coming in. I'm going to visit them. We're going to try to keep this to an hour. That's what I usually do, but maybe we'll go a little bit over so I can address some of these comments. If you got to leave us at any time during this transmission, feel free to join back. The replay will be available at the same links that you clicked on to access this live stream. The replay will be available here pretty soon. But I wanna share, here's 40 minutes that I did all about entrepreneurship. I'm gonna give you a quick overview of this content. And like I said, later on this year, I am going to drop a workshop for you guys. They'll do some free webinars, all sorts of stuff here. So let me just drop this link here. How to be a successful entrepreneur. And uh, Danny, my good friend, Danny Panzella, if you're watching, uh, let's drop this in the show notes here as well on the podcast. Uh, I do a podcast, guys. You can check it out at libfreenow.show. That's libfreenow.show. I strongly encourage you to subscribe to my podcast feed so you can be the first to know when all this stuff goes down. Maybe you prefer to uh, watch it. Somebody says, nice pirate chain shirt. Arr, matey, scrub the poop deck. You'll never get my booty. It's mine and it's private from the prying eyes of the ugly, ugly state. You'll never get your hand on my property. If it's the last thing I do, I'll make you walk the plank before you touch my booty. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Okay. Somebody was asked, how exactly did you get from here to there? How exactly did you step out of poverty? All right. Check it out. Let's get to, let me just give you some basics, right? When it comes to entrepreneurship, and don't worry, I'm going to talk about some of the other limiting beliefs. Some people are struggling with the fact that them, them and their significant other aren't on the same page. Some people are feeling like they're tied to their particular geographic location because they have a custody agreement, they have family they're taking care of. And I want you to know this whole exit and build thing. In an ideal world, you exit the city and you get out to the country. That's what I've been pimping. That's what I've been promoting with the Exit and Build Land Summit, exitandbuildlandsummit.com. But to be crystal clear, you can still exit and build wherever you live. You just exit those systems and build the alternatives or you build the alternatives so you can exit the systems. Okay, we're going to get down into some of that a little bit more. So how did I get out of poverty? How did I start a business? How did I find success with entrepreneurship? When it comes to entrepreneurship, I like to think about it in terms of 
how can I provide value to other human beings? This is some key stuff right here, right? So take notes, uh, soak this up. Because if you're struggling with money, this is going to help you out. I promise you, one of the things that I did too, and I learned this from Russell Brunson. He's a marketing guru. Go ahead and write that name down, Russell Brunson. He's the guy behind ClickFunnels actually. And ClickFunnels can be utilized by people that think like we do, right? He said, I finally just put my ego aside and just did everything that these marketing gurus were doing. People that found success, I emulated them, even though I didn't understand it, even though I didn't think it would work because they were finding success. I just did what they did. This is what Tony Robbins based his entire career on. He studied successful people for decades and found these characteristics and these traits that they had in common. And he started teaching people about these characteristics and these traits. Okay, so what I want to encourage you to do is just trust me. Trust me. I've been there. I've done that. I've been an employee. I've been a, a poor entrepreneur that didn't have a successful business, that made no money, that spent money, didn't make money, and I finally found success in not one but two businesses. One of them extremely super successful. One of them chugging along with very little input for me. As soon as I finish this big land, I'm going to lean back into the Kratom and CBD business. This is one of our little blender bottles here, Brave Botanicals Kratom. And I'm going to blow that one up to new heights. And them two combined are going to create massive income for me. I'm going to take that income. I'm going to shovel it into my property. We're going to create uh, intentional community. I figured out a way where I can make income from one business. I give it to the other business and now it becomes an expense so the tax man doesn't get it. That's a whole piece of the pie. We're going to buy big pieces of land and property. We're going to subdivide it. We're going to help people to purchase land. We're going to help people to rent on land and clear the way so they can own their own land. But here's the path. One thing on employees too, you can be successful in this world. You can do the freedom thing and be an employee, but you got to make sure that you put yourself in a position where you can either A, quickly get raises where there's constant room for growth and improvement because even if you get a 5% raise, that's not even outpacing inflation right now. And I would argue even if you get a 10% raise, that's not outpacing inflation either. So if you are to be an employee, make sure you're an employee in a position that has ample opportunity for growth. And the way that you get growth, these are all tips and strategies here. So write this down if you're an employee. You provide more value. You provide value in excess of what is expected of you. Got your eye on a promotion? Why don't you go ahead and start doing the work of that promotion? Make yourself indispensable to your employer by providing so much damn value. They have no choice but to keep you on and to promote you. Make yourself an asset to that company. My fiance did just that with her last employer. She was the sales manager selling tiny homes. There was a lot of customer service issues that had to do with some of the management and the project management and the execution of the actual product. So she came in, she said, look guys, I can't sell these homes in good faith unless we deal with these customer service problems. So here's what I'm gonna do. We're gonna give me a raise. We're gonna give me a new job title. In addition to being the sales manager, getting commission and getting paid a small salary, I'm now gonna be the customer care specialist as well. We're gonna get a massive boost in my salary and we're gonna increase the amount of commission that I get on the homes that I sell. She was able to do that and she basically gave them a no brainer because she provided so much value to the company. They were like, whatever you say, we can't do it without you. Indispensable to the company. On top of that, it's a great idea to put yourself in a position where you earn commission because with the salary, it's like, that's your salary, that's 
your salary. That's your salary. You get these little raises, but there's a cap. There's a cap. With commission, you get out of the opportunity what you put in. You wake up early, you start grinding, you stay late, you make follow-up phone calls, you put ads in the paper, you do social media, whatever it is. If you're in a sales position with commission opportunity, that is a way to get ahead in life and get out of the position what you put in. Not just $50,000 a year. Oh, I got a raise. Now I make $52,000 a year. doesn't make a bit of difference because inflation's eight and a half plus percent. No, you can grind out and have really successful months. I used to sell cars for a while and some of the months were struggles because I was distracted with politics and other months I did pretty, uh, pretty damn good. So that's one thing on an employee when it comes to being an entrepreneur. People in this world have problems. An entrepreneur helps to provide solutions to other people's problems. Zig Ziglar, a great sales success guru, once said, you can have anything you want in life just as long as you help other people to get what they want. Right? So that's the story of the entrepreneur. That's the mission of an entrepreneur. How can I provide value to other human beings by helping them to solve their problems and helping them fulfill their wants and needs and doing so in a way that makes them feel pretty damn special. So you got to think, you got to think, what are some big problems that people are facing? Not only that, you can think, what is it? What am I passionate about? Boy, I sure uh, love working with children. I have kids. Kids light me up. I like to play. I like to teach. Maybe there's an opportunity to help build some homeschool cooperatives. Maybe there's an opportunity to be a matchmaker between former teachers that quit because of the vaccine and families that are looking for homeschool co-op teachers. I don't know what the exact niche is. I want to tell you something too. In an ideal world, you're able to start a business around something that you're passionate about. However, when it comes to strategy, right? Mindset, strategy, it is, is four-part Liberty Academy empowerment philosophy, mindset, strategy, work with the team, take massive action. So you get your mindset right. We started off by talking about that. We'll hammer that on a little bit more on this live stream. But the strategy, you may be passionate about something, but if there's not a market for it, if there's not a demand for it, if you can't market it in the right way, then it may not be the best avenue. So in order to find success, you don't always have to do something that you're passionate about. You just have to do something that fulfills people's wants and needs and can turn a profit. Again, ideally, you can create a business that's also in alignment with your passion. That's an ideal world. That's what I've managed to do for myself. I'm very passionate about natural health products, Bray Botanicals. In fact, you can try a free ounce. I'm drinking Kratom right now. You can try a free ounce of Kratom at freeouncekratom.com. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping and handling, and we'll send you a free ounce of greenmang.kratom to try. It's actually a great marketing strategy. It's called a lead magnet. And I get in contact with you. We build a relationship. We build some trust, and hopefully I can sell you some more products. But I'm passionate about cannabis. I'm passionate about CBD and Delta 8. I'm especially passionate about these products because the government doesn't like them and the government just tried to shut my business down. I can't accept credit cards. I can do crypto and e-checks, but it really lights my heart on fire to be able to provide this product knowing that the government doesn't like it. It's illegal in six states. The Delta 8's illegal in 11 or 12, but to hell with them, we're still chucking on, right? Chugging on, trucking on, uh, although we don't ship to those states that it's illegal. And then my other business, Live Free Academy, I help people find more freedom. I get to teach people about cryptocurrency, about buying land and building intentional community. And along the way, I'm helping to empower people so collectively we can create the free society that we all desire. It's a pretty damn good position that I'm in. You too can be in this position if you just believe in yourself, 
take the necessary steps, right? So you got to find a little niche for yourself, carve out a niche. Some more news for you too. It's all about the mindset, right? If you feel alone and isolated, check this out. When it comes to, look, I got people dropping Robert Collier in the chat, people dropping Napoleon Hill. I tell you what, man, if you just pound the success literature, Napoleon Hill, Jay Abraham, Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins, whoever, find somebody that resonates with you and just read all their material, watch all their videos, listen to their audiobooks. That's really going to help to advance your cause. I am obsessed with success literature. I literally have a stack. My fiance is like, we need a damn bookshelf. I have a stack like this across next to the bed and the office, constantly bringing books back and forth from the home to the office and stuff. I'm just obsessed. I take a shower. I'm listening to Dan Kennedy podcasts. Dan Kennedy's a big advertising marketing guru. He also does some sales success and some financial success stuff as well. Russell Brunson, constant podcast. It's about flipping the script, okay? So here's another way. You are in control of your mind and your soundtrack, okay? So if you're like, I got such a long commute, oh, there's always traffic, and you're sitting in traffic, and you're like, ah, this is so terrible. I hate my life. I hate this traffic, and you're honking and bleeping, then you're going to be miserable, and that's how you start your day. Then you might have a pretty crappy day. But if instead you're like, you know, this, this drive is pretty long, but I'm grateful that it gives me the opportunity to advance my skills and improve my mindset by listening to audiobooks and listening to success literature on my drive. I don't have the kids. I don't have anybody else that's interrupting me. I can just zone out and get a good 30 to 45 minutes plus of hardcore improvement of my mind. It's a mindset thing. Back to what I was about to share. Some people are like, again, it's the same phenomenon. Huge believer in the law of attraction. All this stuff just keeps popping in my head. I'm going to make sure I hit all the things because here's another tangent I want to share. Remember when I said I lived in a school bus before? Well, the school bus, physical object, doesn't change, although we, you know, we improved it. We actually raised a bunch of money, did these incredible tours. It's all about mindset, right? So I tricked myself into believing. You can trick yourself into thinking however you want and creating whatever reality you want. And I recognized that and was like, huh, there's bad things that happen. And I'm just like, okay, I can just, it's almost like manipulating yourself for a positive, not being naive or anything, but it's like, okay, how do I think about this? If I want, if I'm in a down mood and I want to be down and out, I'll talk about how terrible the bus was, how uh, at one point, it was infested with rats in the engine, and they would come into the actual bus, and there was rat droppings. Talk about that. Talk about how there was rust holes, and at one point, I had to put a tarp over the freaking bus, and it was gangster as could be, right? I could talk about how I felt confined by the bus and how I was a failure as a father because my children were being raised in this small space that had holes and water dripping everywhere, and it was rusting. Or, right, same bus, same circumstance, watch this. Flip the script, snap the finger. Man, I was so grateful that I had the opportunity to take this bus and travel all around the country. Because you know what? We used that bus, which we later called the Bitcoin.com bus. We got a sponsorship from Bitcoin.com to the tune of $10,000. We got a sponsorship from live uh, from Free Talk Live, from Free Keen, from our good friend Nova. We got a sponsorship from WageCan, one of the very first Bitcoin debit cards. And we took that bus on multiple cross-country road trips 
educating the general public about cryptocurrency back in 2014 and 2015 before anybody even knew what the hell Bitcoin was. It helped me to put myself on the map. It helped me to learn about cryptocurrency and teach people about cryptocurrency. I'm so grateful that I had an opportunity in that bus to go teach the world about crypto. It was an amazing, wonderful space. Not to mention, I didn't have to pay rent. I just went from not being able to afford rent, getting kicked out of an apartment, having the electricity turned off to having no rent whatsoever. We owned our own home. How cool is that? You see what I did there? See, it's the same phenomenon in the physical space, a family living in a school bus. But if I'm down and out, if I beat myself up about it, that's what I manifest. If I think that I'm a terrible father for not being able to provide for my kids and living in a school bus, then I'm a terrible father. If I think on the other hand, wow, this is going to give my kids some character. This is going to be a strong life lesson for me. And this is going to be an opportunity for me to travel the country where my home can travel all around the country, teaching people about crypto, getting covered by Yahoo News, getting covered by Wired Magazine, all sorts of stuff, building relationships, creating a name and reputation for myself as a source, a go-to reputable source on cryptocurrency well before the general public hopped on board. You see that? You have the power to do that too in all of your life circumstances. And if it's something that's painful or if it's a situation that doesn't serve you, then feel a little bit of pain, but don't wallow in the pain and allow it to motivate you to change things. But I tell you what, you can use your mind as a powerful tool to improve your life and create a life worth living. I think all worth life is worth living, so let me detract that. Now check this out. Here's what, that was the whole tangent. Let me get back to where I was. A lot of people are like, I feel so alone. I feel so isolated. I lost my job because of a jab. My family thinks I'm crazy because I bring up graphene oxide at the dinner table on Thanksgiving and how they took the shot and pretty soon they're going to be dead. There's going to be a 5G waves that turn on their graphene oxide. And they're going to be cyborgs, whatever. They're going to be interconnected with the new world order, fourth industrial revolution system. And I'm going to keep telling my family about this, even though they're so freaking annoyed. Blah. Oh, April's watching. Look at that. April Lucci or Luce. I don't know how to say your last name, darling, but it was great to see you recently. That's where I first met you in Houston on the Bitcoin bus tour. That's super groovy. But like people are like, I'm isolated. I'm all alone. Everybody thinks we're weird. Everybody wants to shut us out of society. Uh, and that's your world. And that's the frequency that you're resonating in. But instead, like me, you go to events like Float Fest, where there literally was like 400 freedom people that are obsessed with bodily autonomy, obsessed with cryptocurrency, obsessed with creating a better world and a better life for themselves, entrepreneurship, agorism. And I'm like, there are so damn many of us. I am so grateful to be a part of this big, giant international freedom community. I started bringing all this up because I need you to know that when it comes to entrepreneurship, there is a gigantic niche community of people that are willing to do business with you because you, they share the same values as you. So if you're looking for an opportunity to create a new business or a side hustle, I strongly encourage you to start a business that caters to your fellow freedom lovers. That's what I've done. That's what my marketing does, right? Obviously, Live Free Now, Live Free Academy caters to freedom people. I'm helping people to find freedom and expose all this stuff and live a better life in spite of all the tyranny and technocracy around us. But even my Kratom and CBD Delta Aid business, that could just be some general 
boring, bland business selling health products like all the rest of them. Or it could be, I'm Kratom Man, the health freedom advocate. We're going to stick it to the CDC and the FDA, and we're going to help people get these incredible plant medicines, no matter what the government says about it. They can shut down the credit card, but they can't shut down the cryptocurrency transactions, right? I'm catering to my audience because that's the type of person I want to do business with. All right. Now, I shared a video just recently. <laughs> just me says you just described me in a nutshell. I, I guess whenever I was doing the whole I'm all alone kind of thing and or shoving, trying to shove. You got people have to willingly take the red pill, just like when Morpheus presented the option to Neo. You can take the blue pill and forget any of this ever happened, or you can take the red pill and I'll show you what's really going on, right? You can't shove the red pill down people's throats. You're only going to create tension between you and your loved ones. All right. Now, I think I've done a nice little foundation. Think of the niche. Think of the problem. Think of who you want to serve. Think of the value you're going to create for other, for other people and start asking for money to do things for people. You don't even have to set up an LLC. You don't have to set up a business structure. You don't have to fully understand it. Just start doing it and experiment and learn as you go. Fake it till you make it all day, baby. Now, Again, I just shared a video in all the chats. This is going to be in the show notes as well. If you scroll up a little bit, it says how to be a successful entrepreneur. This is a 40-minute video where I broke all this down and explained a bit about marketing, a bit about how to pick a product, how to start a business, LLC versus S-Corp versus sole proprietorship, all that good stuff. But the point is just do it. Just start and just make something happen. Okay, now let's talk about some of the other objections that folks were facing Another big objection that I saw, again, there was this 125 responses to this one post in our Libfree, I'm sorry, our Greater Reset Activation channel on Telegram. And one of the things that I saw that was a common theme was I can't exit and build. My significant other isn't on board or I have a custody agreement and I couldn't possibly leave the city because their dad would freak out or the mom doesn't want to go along and I want to be close to my kids. Okay, I got it. I got a custody agreement kind of deal too. Thankfully, we live in the same county, which is pretty good. So I often get asked this very same thing. And when I do one-on-one -on -one consultations, this often comes up. People are feeling frustrated and concerned that their significant other doesn't believe the way that they do. They don't see the agenda. They don't believe in the conspiracy that's taking place and blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the day, they don't need to believe it for it to affect them. But I want to share with folks, you need to make a choice. If you value that relationship, which if you're married, if you got kids, I hope that you value the relationship. At the end of the day, if you don't value the relationship or if the relationship isn't serving you, it's possible that you guys just aren't meant for each other. There's this concept of a, a twin flame and a soulmate. Twin flame are two people that come together. It's a fire relationship. It's red hot. It's tense. There's fighting. But the idea is that you learn from that relationship. Even if the relationship ultimately ends, you gain valuable insights. You focus on self-improvement. Again, I had this divorce. It was terrible. It was the worst thing that ever happened to me. But instead of allowing it to consume me, that pain, that feeling of being a failure because my family was splitting apart, I allowed it to be the manure and the compost that allowed a beautiful flower 
that you see in front of you on the camera today to blossom. And I allowed it to really like a phoenix rising from the ashes, completely transform my life and take my self-development and take my role as a father and take my role as a partner to a wonderful woman more seriously than ever. You all have that choice, every opportunity in your life, how you're gonna show up. The harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. That's Thomas Paine from American Crisis. It's all about a choice. You get to sh choose how you show up. We don't always choose what happens to us, but we choose how we interpret what happens to us and how we respond to what happens to us. And I tell you what, it makes all the difference in your life. All right, so if your significant other's not on board, you can either, you know, the whole exit and build thing, the first part of it, like, it's kind of inspired. I don't know if this is how Derek got the inspiration, but there's, there's this connection. There's this other conference and there's this book and it's called Voice and Exit. You voice opposition, you try to persuade, you try to step out, you try to try to encourage change through your use of your voice. And if you can't do that, you exit, right? And so we're like, all right, we're done voicing. We did the political thing for so long. We begged politicians, we yelled at government buildings. Now we're exiting, but what are you gonna do? You're gonna exit, you just exit. Then you're just kind of floating around in space. No, we gotta exit and build. So same thing with a relationship. Either you voice, try to work things out, more often than not, you got to look internally. You don't try to change your significant other. You try to say, what can I do to become a better person? And oftentimes it only takes one partner, one part of the relationship to improve and just start resonating love and positivity and compassion. And when the other party's getting upset and, and angry, rather than taking it personal and getting defensive, you receive that communication and you try to see through what the underlying unmet need is and you try to help them to understand that they have an unmet need and you try to do what you can to help them meet that need. Totally like it's Jedi mind stuff, man. It only takes one party oftentimes. Now, maybe <laughs> uh, I have experience from this when I don't know, like sometimes you're just like, I'm, I'm improving, I'm trying to change, I'm doing the change, I'm doing the work, but it just ain't making a difference in the relationship. So you voice or you improve yourself. And if that just doesn't work, you can exit. But if you do think the relationship is worth being in, more often than not, it is. So I don't know if that's the case. A lot of people get together and they get stuck together and then they stay together because they're too afraid to leave because they're afraid of change and they're comfortable even though it's uncomfortable. So I'm not the one to decide that. You guys gotta all figure that stuff out. But nonetheless, sometimes it's okay if your significant other doesn't agree. Allow your time with them and your time with family and extended family that doesn't get it. Allow that to just be time to chill, man. You don't always have to be obsessing over the new world order. Sometimes you can sit back and watch a football game. Sometimes you could talk about the weather, talk about the kids. Oh, little Tommy sure is getting big. Yeah, he's just growing like a weed. I tell you what, no big deal. Just live life. It doesn't all have to be chaos fighting doesn't have to be new world order conspiracy theory this that and the other but if your significant other isn't on board this is one of the objections we heard over and over you can still do the exit and build thing try to reach a compromise look honey i really would like to go move out of the city into the country i understand that you have relationships i understand that you have jazzercise you go to every sunday and you can meet with Susie and tom and you got a job this that and the other but look if we're not going to move out of the country, then I'm going to need you to accept that I'm going to make decisions that will positively benefit our family should something terrible happen. And guess what? If something terrible doesn't happen, we're going to go ahead and be buying some food. We're going to be buying some 
assets. We're going to be buying some solar systems. And at the end of the day, this stuff's going to benefit our lives. Even this crazy nightmare scenario that I've been envisioning and that I've been teaching you about or learning and reading about doesn't happen, right? You can still take exit and build actions, but it doesn't have to be this big in your face type of thing. I hope that makes sense and that helps, right? But if you feel so passionate about it and if they're and the, if the person's like belittling you and pulling you down, I don't know, maybe not every relationship has to work. You've got your life ahead of you. Don't spend your life in tension. It's not worth spending this limited time we have on earth fighting, headbutting. So you can exit, clean break. That's never really a clean break, especially if it's a marriage. Or you can just accept the fact that your significant other isn't on board with this stuff and you can figure out what it is that you can do solo in a way that doesn't negatively affect the relationship or betray the trust that you have between you and your partner. So to sum up, just because your significant other doesn't want to move out of the country, move out of the city, that's okay. You can still take exit and build actions at the house. And let me, now that we're here, uh, I'm assuming the troublemaker's female. Men can do jazzercise, Anarcho Rica. Um, all right, another objection that I found was for some reason, people can't leave the city, okay? They have a uh, custody agreement. They have a significant other doesn't want to go. They have family. They're taking care of their older family or whatever. Remember, the exit and build thing, a big part of it, what I strongly encourage is exit the city, build land, buy land, and build community in the country. But you can still exit and build in the city. So you got to think like, okay, how can I fortify my home? How can I secure my home? Get some nice locks, some nice bolts. Let's get some surveillance cameras. If you're in a jurisdiction where you can own a firearm, get a firearm, learn how to use it safely and proficiently. You're going to hunker down. Another compromise. Okay, honey, we're going to keep the house, but I would like to buy a two or five acre plot on the outside of town and put an RV there. It's all about compromise, right? Okay, I understand. We're not going to sell the house. We're not going to completely leave the city, but I would like the option if things get really bad for us to have a place to go. I'd come up with a plan on how it's not going to significantly impact our finances, A, B, C, D, and E, right? But if you stay in the city, you can still purchase food storage. You can still fortify your residence. You can still learn self-defense. You can still pull your kids out of government school, do a homeschool cooperative or private school. You can still abandon big tech and use alternatives like float.app or Signal or Telegram. You can abandon Gmail, do ProtonMail or CTemplar right? You can still limit your use of pharmaceuticals and reliance on allopathic Western medicine and engage in natural remedies and alternatives. You can still do all those things while in the city. Now, earlier I shared about the Live Free Academy Empowerment Philosophy. We're going to wrap up here soon. I'm going to go through some of these questions before I do that. We'll try to power some of these out. I tend to be long-winded. I hope you guys don't mind. Um, I shared about the Live Free Academy Empowerment Philosophy. Mindset strategy, work with the team, massive action. Now this working with the team element is fundamentally critical to your success in all of these pursuits when it comes to mindset, entrepreneurialism, building a business, starting a side hustle. We've assembled a network of over 30,000 people in the Freedom Cell Network and there's a mastermind groups that are part of this. There's all sorts of free people that are very much interested in creating more financial abundance. And so what I wanna tell you to do is to work with other like-minded people that have similar goals to increase your chances of success. 
A lot of people are like, how could I possibly garden or homestead? I've never grown anything in my life. I tell you what, there's a lot of people that are obsessed with gardens. There's master gardeners. There's people that have done permaculture design courses. So many of these folks are more than happy to help you and teach you and hold your hand because they are obsessed with food production. So find other people that can help you to pursue your goals when it comes to entrepreneurship, when it comes to remaining in the city, link up with the local Freedom Cell community. Here's another example of limiting beliefs. We created this network. There's over 30,000 people in the Freedom Cell network. It's really pretty cool all over the world. That's only 30,000 that have registered on the website. There's probably more on Telegram. There's more that don't want to put an email address or be part of the website. We're relaunching the website, I should say, by the way. Uh, Curtis Stone is a wonderful resource. Anarcharika says he spoke at one of the Greater Reset events. So work with other people. Find the other people. When we teach people about the Freedom Cell Network, a lot of people say, well, I went to the website. We have this map, right? There's some bugs on the website. We're not like bugs that'll make your computer vulnerable kind of bugs, but just like some little holes and some problems on the website. We're relaunching the website probably in the next month or so, but it's still functional as it is today. But the idea is you go to the website, you add your address or an address of the park down the street or the coffee shop, and then you see this map. And on the map, it shows other people that have added their address and that have a little pin on the map. There's also pins for cells. That's a group of people in a given area. So oftentimes, folks that have the limiting belief mindset and the victim and the scarcity mindset, they'll say, you know what? I went to the Freedom Cells website. There was nobody in my area. Oh, I guess that's it. The Freedom Cell Network's not for me. And they give up. Some of them say, oh, why there's not someone in my area? Why isn't there someone in my area? You need to find someone in my area for me to work with. The empowered person says, wow, I was really hoping that there'd be someone in my area, but there's not. So what can I do? Right? Not I, I guess I can't be part of the Freedom Cell Network in my local area because there's nobody there, but what can I do to grow the Freedom Cell Network in my local area? See that mindset shift, not can't, but what can I do? Because the Freedom Cell Network is going to provide ample opportunity for you to learn from other people, to amplify your success rate by getting together with other like-minded freedom lovers that are working on common goals and that share your same values. We've created this network. Now, I see folks in the chat, they're like, what can I do if I don't have a whole lot of money? What can I do if I don't have the money to, to pay a down payment? So as we shared earlier, entrepreneurship, success, side hustle. Here's the thing, folks. I have a feeling a lot of folks, I'm just making an assumption here. But I'm going to say this, if you're complaining about money and you're only working 40 hours a week on the pursuit of bringing more money into your life, ah, trying, I'm like censoring myself from saying something rude here. I'm not going to say I don't want to hear it. I don't know. Maybe sometimes I'm soft. Maybe I should be a little more like a coach, like a tough gym coach or a drill sergeant or something like that. I think that, I think my approach works. So we're going to keep it soft. Um, <laughs> there's a big disconnect if you're complaining about money and you only work 40 hours a week in pursuit of money. Remember that fourth component of Live Free Academy Empowerment Philosophy? It's taking massive action. If you want something so bad, if you want to get out of the city, if you strongly resonate with the ideas that we're talking about with this Exit and Build Land Summit thing, but you're only working 40 hours a week and you're telling me you don't have money for a down payment, there are plenty of more waking hours in the day, in the evening, in the morning, 
on the weekend that you can utilize in order to bring more finances in your life so as to better accomplish your goals. There was a time when I launched my free ounce of Kratom offer. And at first I launched it with Derek Bros on its Conscious Resistance Network. And that started picking up. People were picking up. So it's like, you pay $5 shipping and handling. I send you a free ounce. But when you add that $5, that free ounce to the cart, you're presented with an opportunity to buy our four other strains at 50% off. It's called an upsell, right? And so I launched, I put together this funnel after I learned from Russell Brunson. I'd never done this before. I'd never done a marketing funnel before. I'd never given any way for free anything. Wow, that seems kind of scary. What, what happens? I got to pay for the shipping. I'm not making any money. Maybe this could be a total failure, right? But I gave it a try. That's an important thing. Just try something. If you have an idea, try it. If it doesn't work out, you learn something from it and you move on. You try something again or you shift it up a little bit. So we launched on the conscious resistance. He had an ad. He was promoted in some of his videos. Sales were starting to trickle. Then I did a freaking interview on Tom Woods' podcast and just blasted me to death with hundreds and hundreds of orders. At the time, I was running the business all by myself out of my house. I had to stay up till 3 a.m., 4 a.m., several nights in a row to fulfill all those orders and remain in integrity with my offer. The deal completely blew me away and I had to put in the extra hours. I'm talking 12 plus hour days to fulfill those orders, maybe even 15 hours on some days. It was ridiculous, but I'm here to tell you, it's not a 40 hour week. I'm just barely getting started by the time I cross a 40 hour threshold. There's still more time and more opportunity. I will say we need to balance that aggressive work style and work ethic with self-care because there have been time, there has been times where I have burnt out, even lose my voice during the middle of a workshop. Jenny777 says, I'm working on my biz while caring, schooling for two special needs kids. So not everyone can do 40 plus hours a day is lazy. This is right. Everyone has their own special circumstances, right? Now, I hope I didn't convey that I think people are lazy, but it's just, yeah, you know, and, and to be all on, in all honesty, there's certain life circumstances. People have certain uh, physical handicaps or ailments or chronic fatigue or certain issues or dealing with handicapped children, which I can't even imagine what a struggle that must be. But nonetheless, if there's something that you want out of life and you just so badly burn for it, if there's a will, there's a way. So it's always about getting creative. And again, mindset, strategy, people, massive action. The people component, I hear that. I hear I'm working on my biz while caring, schooling for two special needs kids. So not everyone can't do 40 hours. No, not everyone that can't do 40 hours is lazy. That's the truth. But what about got the two special needs kids. What if we find other parents that are in similar circumstances that think like we do, that pull their kids out of government school, and we bring those families together, and we say, now we have three families or four families. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take lead on these six or seven or eight children on Monday and Wednesday. Joe and Sally are going to take lead on Tuesday and Thursday. On Friday, we're going to bring all the families and all the kids together, and we're going to do something all together. That just freed up multiple more hours a day for the pursuit 
Another thing is like, okay, I'm dealing with special needs children. I'm teaching special needs children. Maybe I can be the homeschool cooperative teacher and I'm gonna put a notice out to the community, the Freedom Cell Network. Hey guys, I have two special needs kids. I'm learning to be a homeschool parent. I'm learning to teach these kids. I'm learning to care for these kids the best of my ability. I'd like to invite other families that are looking for similar help to come and I wanna contract with you and I wanna support you, right? Or how about this? There's a lot of folks in a similar situation, could even be single parents or just parents with special needs kids that are homeschooling. Again, I haven't been in that situation. All of my kids are pretty damn wild. Um, and they're, believe me, they're like ungovernable kids that are child. We've raised them that way specifically, but now it's like, wow, ungovernable is pretty damn hard to parent and homeschool. But it's like, okay, if you've found success with that, if you've found how to be a homeschool mom and teach these special needs kids, you could teach people how to do that. And the beauty of, of online education and instruction is you can create a course or you can produce a live workshop. People pay to attend that workshop. People pay to that course. And then boom, you put yourself in a situation where it's not hour, one hour equals X amount of dollars, or it's not grinding it out to where every single bit of your business requires your attention. It's I produce a product, a digital product, that can be infinitely replicatable and sold to hundreds, if not thousands of people. And it takes the same amount of input to get a maximum output. We call that leverage. Find, this is a Jay Abraham thing, finding ways to create leverage, minimal input, maximum output. So again, I don't wanna say that you're lazy, mad respect to raising special needs kids, mad respect for homeschooling those kids. But again, you presented a problem there are solutions, there are creative ways to overcome this and to still achieve greatness and achieve your goals. So I hope that, I hope that helps. And I hope for the folks that are watching, it's just, a, it's just a way of thinking. It's like problem, roadblock, difficulty. What can I do to achieve my goals in spite of this problem, this roadblock, this difficulty that I may have, this challenge? All challenges are overcomable, especially when we have the right mindset. Cool. Uh, yep, I'm working on my animal communication course. Awesome, an ebook right now. Passive income as a solution, sure, for sure. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in, uh, Jenny, and sharing that with us. And it's really cool to hear that you're making digital products, ebooks. An ebook is a great lead magnet. You put the ebook out to the world. You could charge for it, or you could say my ebook is free. And then when they go through the checkout process, or they add the ebook, they share their email, they get an email sequence that's like, hey, did you know that I offer one-on-one -on -one consulting? Or did you know that I have this digital product that can help you learn how to better communicate with animals? Uh, this, that, and the other. Another thing's like a mastermind. Uh, hey, we're gonna teach this mastermind. We meet once a month. And then you have like 12, 15, 20, 30 students in the mastermind. Each one of the students pays $20 a month, whatever. Just all sorts of little little hustles there. All right, I'm gonna try to hit some of these comments. I hope you guys appreciate the information that I'm sharing. I'm very passionate about my work. I'm very passionate about entrepreneurship and I'm very passionate about success literature, self-development. And I want everyone around me in my freedom community to recognize that we all have greatness inside of us. And more often than not, we are the ones that are holding us back from achieving greatness. If we can leverage mindfulness practice, that's where we're present and aware in the moment we can catch these limiting beliefs, we can interrupt unhelpful and thought patterns that are holding us back. We can replace them. We can flip the script. And instead of seeing a problem, we see a solution. Instead of seeing, instead of feeling isolated, we recognize the abundance and the volume and sheer number of free people that we have. 
instead of the bus being chains that hold us back and make us feel like a terrible father, we can see the bus as a vehicle that helped us to experience some incredible things, teach a lot of people about, about freedom and cryptocurrency and take the kids on one hell of an adventure. It's all about how you choose to show up in the world. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me see if we got any questions in here. I was in a financial service, didn't make much money, but applied what I learned and all these books were suggested. Learn about goal setting at that time too. Goal setting is absolutely critical. Got to rock that for sure. What would you say for someone who's trying their absolute best to be positive and solution oriented, but the significant other is the exact opposite and not on the same page or has the same vision? Uh, I think I landed on that for a bit. It's just, it's okay to leave a relationship if it's not worth being in, but on the same time, I mean, if someone's just constantly negative, you can try to shine your bright so your light so damn bright that it rubs off on them. That's what I would recommend. But again, like, just depends on how tied you are to a person. A lot of decisions to be made there. A lot of cost-benefit analysis. Also, you know, Dale Carnegie wrote How to Win Friends and Influence People, and one of the big pieces was uh, speak in terms of other people's interests. So maybe you can find ways to to motivate her toward, persuade her towards your way of thinking on these, some of the things and find ways that speak to her interest, what she's passionate about. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, it may not work out. Who knows? Uh, some folks are saying cheap land, um, RV living. Yeah, folks, like let's say you have a $100,000 property, $200,000 property. Those things do exist. It takes 10% down payment to do the raw land thing. Sometimes it takes 20%. Well, let's say it's a $200,000 property, $10,000, that's $5,000. Bringing together five of your friends, you now cut that down to a $4,000 start. Start an LLC, everybody's members of the LLC. Maybe one of the parties has better uh, credit. They put the note in their name. Everyone has a legal contract with them. There's ways around this. RVs, you can buy a decent RV for five dollars to $7,000, do some renovations. You got a spot to live, get yourself a piece of land, $100,000, $200,000 get a note, get a down payment. A lot of people say, well, I don't have good credit. How could I possibly get a bank note? I didn't have good credit either. And by golly, I had to work at it. I had to be conscious of it. I had to, uh, I engaged with this law firm that sent letters to these folks that had these, like these things were on my account. Like, uh, I failed to turn in a, a internet box or a cable box like five years ago. And the cable company put a ding on my credit report. And then there's other things where it's like, hey, you still owe $300 here. And I'm like, oh, I owe $300. And let me pay that $300. No big deal. Oftentimes you can negotiate with these collection agencies too. And you can say, look, here's the deal. Uh, I'm able to pay half of this right now. No payment plan, nothing. If you'll cut this in half, I'll make the payment, get it off your books. Let's go. More often than not, they'll make that deal with you. But oftentimes when you make the payment, you pay it off, it stays on your credit bureau. So I worked with this thing, Lexington, Lexington Law Firm. I should get an affiliate link for these guys. Lexington Law Firm is like $120 a month. Uh, you only need to use it for the months that it takes to do it. They send letters, legal letters to these companies and they're like, you need to take this off the books. This guy paid his thing that you're violating this rule and this little piece of that and this code, blah, blah, blah. And most of the people are like, oh shoot, it's a law firm, let's just take it off. And then your credit score goes ding, ding, ding. I had to work hard at my credit score. It wasn't something that was important to me. I got a credit card when I was in college. I bought a TV and never paid the credit card. And that was the beginning of my terrible financial life with my credit score, right? But then I started to realize like, okay, 
Maybe I actually want some assets. Maybe I'd like to leverage the bank's money. Maybe I'd like to use the bank's money with the lowest, lower interest rate and then take my money and invest it back in my company or invest it in cryptocurrency or invest in land or whatever. So I need to improve my credit score. It takes time, guys. You got to come up with a plan. You got to have some financial discipline. If there's a will, there is a way. All right, folks, if you're just joining us or if you missed some of what we are communicating today, I want to encourage you to join us uh, at the Accident Build Land Summit. We're going to be covering a lot of this material. I want to encourage you to go back and watch the replay of all of this material. It will be available using the same links that you clicked on to watch this live stream i'm super excited for you you know what else uh also talking about buying land uh one of our speakers at the accident build land summit paul wheaton paul wheaton will be presenting he came up with this curriculum called skip skills to inherit property it's a little book he sells it as an ebook uh when i was at the land summit this guy just gave it to me this dude this eco guy that's doing this cool cryptocurrency project called hex and he walks up and he's like, here's the book. I'm like, oh my gosh, manifest things because I'm good to people and I share cool ideas and people want to share things with me. And he gives me this book, Paul Wheaton. It's the second book that I got from Paul Wheaton. Somebody else gave me another Paul Wheaton book. But anyway, it's called Skip, Skills to Inherit Property. And the whole purpose of this curriculum, the Skills to Inherit Property, is to bring together elderly landowners and homesteaders with young people so that the young people can breathe new life into the properties of the elderly folks. And when the elderly folks pass, they can pass on the property to the person that put all that sweat equity in by providing utility value and new skills and new energy to the elderly person and their property. If there's a will, there's a way. At the end of the day, it's totally natural for each and every one of us to have limiting beliefs, objections, false narratives, and just silly things that weigh us down. It's totally natural. Happens to the best of us. But I want to encourage you to utilize mindfulness. Mindfulness. You can practice meditation. Focus on your breath. You're breathing in. You focus on that breath coming in. You're just paying attention to that breath. You're pushing away thoughts. Focusing on the breath, and then you're exhaling. You're just sitting. Just This is sharpening your mindfulness muscle. Meditation is practice for the big game of life. I always found it challenging to sit still for sitting meditation, where you're like sitting like a monk or something. I, I'm not, and like my legs aren't very flexible, so I could never really cross my legs or anything. So I'm like all awkwardly like this. I like walking meditation. You're walking through nature. I walk through my property. You walk through the park. And you're just paying attention to the way your feet feel as they touch the ground. Maybe you're focusing in on the sensation of the wind on your body and you focus on one thing. And when another thought pops in your head, you recognize it and you wash it away. You don't allow yourself to get frustrated with the fact that a thought popped in your head. And you're like, I'm so terrible at meditation. No, you allow that to be practice, mindfulness practice. Now you practice this because mindfulness is a critical tool to recognize when you are allowing and limiting belief to get the best of you. 
you're able to recognize negative thought patterns and stop them in your tracks and replace them with their opposite, which is a positive and empowering thought that helps to lift you up so you can be the best version of yourself. We all have greatness inside each and every one of us. We all, if you're like me, have very ambitious goals. I am destined to create mass value for my family, for my clients, and my community. It's a certainty for me. I want the same for you. The very first step is for you to believe in yourself, to create that confidence, to cultivate the confidence in yourself so you can do great things. I want you to recognize that oftentimes our soundtrack in our head and the thoughts that are in our mind, oftentimes they work against us and we can be our own worst enemy. It doesn't have to be that way. Just as your mind can create insecurities and dread and doubt in your head, so too can it create beauty, wonder, and empowerment. And if you want to achieve goals on levels that you never thought possible, you have to master your mind. You have to adopt a sovereign mindset where you are consciously the authority over your mind and you leverage your mind to help you achieve greatness. When we can all tap into this space in our own lives, start fulfilling our goals, start creating abundance and financial wealth for ourselves, start finding health, vitality, energy, healing relationships with our significant others, connecting with our children, connecting with our neighbors, finding love, healing broken relationships with our family. When we can all align in this way, and then we all come together through these networks, through the Greater Reset, through the Accident Build Land Summit, through the Freedom Cell Network, I am so damn confident that we can experience true liberty in our lifetime. And I very much want to invite you on that journey along with me. I hope you'll join us May 13th through the 15th for the Exit and Build Land Summit. You can register for free. If you're one of those folks that's been struggling financially, we created opportunities for you to participate absolutely free. You got to go to exitandbuildlandsummit.com, exitandbuildlandsummit.com, register and you can watch day one and day two. If you have a little bit of dough, it would be a wonderful investment. Don't look at it as losing money. Rather, look at it as investing in your future to sharpen your skills so you can better achieve your goals in terms of exit and build. You can purchase a virtual immersion pass and take part in our Sunday workshops. I guarantee you there actually is a guarantee. It's called risk reversal. If you are completely unsatisfied with the material that we present, you are welcome to request a refund and we will honor that refund. But I guarantee the material that we present on Sunday will far exceed the value of 127 diminishing value dollars. You're going to be blown away. You'll get access to the replay. You'll get access to the digital downloads. You will also get incredible bonuses like the recording of the first land summit that took place last November, 2021. You'll also get access to the 13 hour exit and build life design workshop where we go over every aspect of your life and how you can personally exit and build to achieve a life of freedom, fulfillment, and greatness and purpose or best choice of all. There's still tickets available for you to join us 
in Central Texas Bastrop Convention Center where we have farm to table meals waiting for you where you're going to be able to coalesce with close to 500 freedom lovers doing great things, networking and creating a life of abundance and joy. I want to thank everybody that has tuned in. I really appreciate you being a part of this community that we call the Modern Freedom Movement. We are doing amazing, great things and the best is yet to come. This is John Bush signing out. Peace and freedom. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, see ya.